I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from that film stew, and this is our latest review, Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2. Directed by Cecilia Aronovic Hamilton, Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2 is an animated direct-to-video mystery film produced by Warner Brothers Animation and DC Entertainment. It is the 38th entry in the direct-to-video series of Scooby-Doo films. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2 yet, and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Films Through Podcast. So, Jason, what is Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2 all about? Well, to make it simple, Scooby and the gang join forces with Superman's dog when members of the Justice League mysteriously disappear. The last time we talked Scooby-Doo on the podcast was the other team-up movie, Scooby-Doo and Batman the Brave and the Bold, many, many years ago now, but this is our second Scooby-Doo review outside of Scoob, you know, the big budget. We did do Scooby, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, we did that one. Uh, But this is, for me, proper Scooby-Doo. You know, it's got all the actors coming back. You've got Frank Welker, Matthew Lillard, Greg Griffin, all those guys are back. But before we actually start talking about this film, it's worth mentioning that this is a film that was in development by 2022. In March 2023, it was alleged to be cancelled as a tax write-off for parent company Warner Brothers Discovery's uh, cost-saving efforts, but then was subsequently leaked online. But then we finally got confirmation that it's no longer cancelled. There was a trailer and the movie was released September 26th of this year. So a bit of drama there, but I do remember people talking about how you could watch this movie HD online because, again, somebody had leaked it. So I was legitimately surprised when this finally got a official release. Yeah, I like I remember all that happening and, like, I don't know. I feel like because of, I mean, I think I was comparing it to, you know, like, you know, the Batgirl uh, you know, movie that, that got scrapped, um, you know, that, that right up similar sort of situation. I figured this would be a bigger movie, almost in line with, you know, like League of, you know, League of Superhero Pets or whatever the hell that was called. Sort of like, maybe not to that level, but like a direct to home sort of sequel to that almost but with a Scooby-Doo crossover thing, it, it, it seemed kind of odd now, like looking at it, it's like, this is pretty much in line with all the other direct-to-video Scooby-Doo movies that have come out. I mean, look, how many do we say there were? Like 34,000 of them or something? Like there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there really it there is. It yeah. this was even a contender to be a, a write-off kind of, it's like, I don't know. I feel like this was made and... It, it seems weird. It doesn't seem, it just seems like a different kind of thing. But anyway, that aside, um, you're right. Uh, DC, Scooby-Doo crossover, this isn't the first time that's happened. It's not the first time we've spoke about it. But I guess in this one, the point of difference is this is a little bit more, I guess, Superman focused. So rather than Scooby-Doo and gang teaming up with Batman, 
we've got a bit of Superman action or more well, so Scooby. His dog. Superman's dog. His, his dog, dog. Yeah. Crypto. You know, th- there is an inbuilt audience for these movies. I mean, you know, again, the amount of movies that they've made as well as, you know, ongoing TV series, there's clearly a big audience for mm. Scooby-Doo. It seemed like a no-brainer. Like, you're right, we've had, you know, Scooby-Doo meets Batman. Like, there's been so many different crossovers. Like, a couple of years ago, they did a Halloween one. And although Batman wasn't in it, Jonathan Crane's Scarecrow was in it. So for them now to be doing, like, this is, you know, a Scooby-Doo DC crossover, it kind of always does feel like to me that they, it, it just fits. It's never surprising when these characters turn up together. So on the back of DC League of Super Pets, I didn't think we were going to get Dwayne Johnson voicing Crypto in this. But if you've seen that movie and then it's like, hey, Crypto's doing a crossover with Scooby-Doo, it's really not that movie at all. The fact that Crypto doesn't talk, I think is a massive misstep with, with this movie. At least have him talk like to Scooby, you know, like have have Scooby be the only one that can understand him, like because he's a dog, but then still have Scooby talk like how he does, you know, like, you know, right, you know, like how he says a few words, but here and there. That was kind of, yeah, it was surprising to me watching this. Kurt doesn't talk. He's just, he just barks and stuff like a dog, makes noises, grunts like a dog. It did feel limiting, but again, like you know, with the Scooby characters, you're just fitting in well with DC. Like this movie opens, and the Scooby gang they're on the way to Metropolis, and it just mm. feels normal. Like you know, it doesn't feel like oh, this is like a big crossover. But I guess because they've done it so many, so many times before, and you've got you know Daphne, she's interacting with Jimmy. You know, he seems to think that they were in a relationship, or she was his girlfriend. Yeah. But this again, whole backstory. Yeah. <laughs> but the characters, they all just gel so well together. And the whole story here, the Justice League are gone. Um, and you know, crypto, he does some things like you know, there's Rex Luther, Lex has got a dog, it's a robot, he's fighting crypto, there's kryptonite, they're in the hall of justice. So you're getting all these DC artifacts like Dr. Fate's helmet and all these different things. And that was fun for a while. Like, oh, look at that. Oh, they've, they've got that thing and it's this yeah. thing. And and that was and that was kind of fun. But I've got to be honest, I did watch this with my youngest, and you know, she enjoyed it for what it was. But I don't know, I found it a bit flat, to be honest. I mean, it looked good and and the cast, you know, the they're on top form, but I think it's just crypto not talking. It really did affect my enjoyment of this because you know he's a title character you know it's scooby-doo in crypto in fact you know what it might as well have been scooby-doo and lex luther he's got <laughs> much more to do in this movie compared to crypto yeah it's it's almost like the title fed into like the marketing of it all like i i was surprised because you know like i didn't look into this i just watched it I mean, like you said, it opens with like the Mystery Ink gang, you know, the, the the kids and the and Scooby himself, you know, like doing their thing. They're 
visiting Metropolis. This is a Scooby-Doo movie. It's focused on Scooby-Doo and the gang, and they're entering the DC world. Like they are, like even like the designs of the of the DC characters and the the world, like the way Metropolis looks and stuff, it fits in with the Scooby-Doo designs. Like even how like some of the portrayals of the characters are kind of cartoony and like some of the things they're doing, like when they're running, it's like that. I always pronounce it wrong. Is it Hannah? Barbera or Hannah Barbara, whichever Hanna, one. Hannah Barbara, yeah. It is Hannah Barbara, right? I spent my whole life saying it differently. Me too. I like, was always a Hannah Barbera, and it's like, no, nope, it's Hannah Barbara. Madness. Um, the but yeah, like all the the DC characters stuff. All the characters like they are functioning and like moving as if it's a Hannah Barbara cartoon, because we are watching a Scooby Doo product. And then I don't know. It's just things. I found enjoyment watching this when they arrived in Metropolis and you're like, oh my God, there's all these things going on, you know, like there's Solomon Grundy and there's like the Kryptonians and there's, you know, which was fun. Like there's fun stuff. And then the interaction at Metropolis talking to Lois and, and Jimmy, and then, you know, like going to like the, the hall of justice and just things like that. Just them interact. Oh, the, Great gag when you know, like Velma takes off her glasses and Lois is ah, like, yeah, where did, where did Velma go? Like, <laughs> actually, genuine big laughs yeah. from me. Like, there was some good stuff, but then when you get into the Hall of Justice, and then there's like they're in the lockdown and they're just hanging out with Lex and they're, they're dealing with like all the like you know, the apparition things, and it's like, what is it? And I found myself being like, oh, okay, I've I don't know, I just lost a big chunk of interest like yeah i was having fun with it and then like you said it kind of just goes flat it does um, it does go flat yeah i mean everything you just said there you know the villains are great giganta you know all of that looks really good you know nice clean like animation the, the colors the easter yeah. egg the cast but it's just it's the story and there's there's always going to be a mystery you know they're going to pull off the mask and find out who's really behind it what i do like is that the phantoms were actually from the phantom zone that was cool like they really were you know phantoms there but then they need to be able to pull a mask off or the equivalent of that or reveal who's really behind this and it's revealed to be mercy graves lex's assistant but then ultimately lex of course, it's Lex. Lex is always behind it, and um, and that's your that's your mystery, you know. Yeah, you, I am kind of I'm I'm kind of glad that he he was sort of still pulling the strings because for the whole movie, he's kind of a dumb character. Like he's very, and I I don't know. Like I was thinking it was part of like making him fit into this world. Like I don't know. They dumped him down. He seemed like a goofy character, which is very like ah, it's not the Lex that. Lex Luthor that you know like should be you know like he should be getting shit done but you know they're basically taking the piss out of him it's like oh yeah you had a really shit presidency it only lasted like nine days or something like that you know like that and he's just a goofball but then by the end of it he's like I've been one step ahead of you this whole time and I was like okay a little bit of forgiveness there I'll give you that yeah yeah yeah. so I mean yeah he does make it better that he was secretly behind it all and he was playing dumb you know it always surprises me when they make reference to lex as you know for ever being the president in the comics <laughs> is when it really happened it was like 23 years ago that's when he was president 
Yeah. But I guess the the joke is like, how come I don't remember your presidency? Like, so I mean, I, <laughs> I think they're poking fun at it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> like, it was just, it was, because uh, it was a big thing at the time. But it was so, so long ago. And we got that, you know, in Smallville, we got uh, Michael Rosenbaum. You'd see him in the future as the president. Um, so we have seen it, you know, elsewhere, but mainly it happened in the comics over 20, over 20 years ago. But with this, mm. though, I mean, with the case closed, Jimmy, to Daphne's surprise, breaks up with her, you know, a bit of a shock. <laughs> She's like, yeah. we were never really going out, but breaks up with her. And Scooby and Crypto share one last snack with The Flash. So we do get some other, you know, Justice Leaguers in here as well, which made it a little bit fun. But again, this is nowhere near the best like recent Scooby-Doo movie that we've had. We've had a lot stronger entries over the last couple of years. And I think like, I don't know, there's some nice moments. Like there's some nice, interesting, little funny, goofy moments like Fred, you know, just staring or gloss-eyed at like Harley Quinn. You know, things like that where he's just like infatuated by her for a minute. Um, Just little moments like that. But then... At the, at the core of this movie, you know, when we get to the end of it, there's the big, you know, like, super-powered fight thing, which normally what would be happening is that we've got the Justice League with their superpowers taking on whatever villain or monstrosity is happening. But, like, you've got you've got Daphne with, like, a grappling hook and, you know, like, doing things. And I'm like, okay, it's a cartoon I shouldn't be taking this too seriously, but I'm like, I legit don't believe anything that's happening here. Like, <laughs> these guys are just mystery, you know, like mystery solvers. And yeah, I'll be honest, half the time they're usually running away from something or they'll haphazardly, you know, like knock someone out or something by accident or by some sort of creative tool, not by physically getting into like the action and doing essentially superhero antics. I'm like, nah, it's as far as the crossover goes there where it's like, hey, look, let's make the Mystery Inc. gang superheroes, it doesn't, I don't know, it didn't work. It's just, it just seems too too stupid <laughs> for me. Yeah, I mean, they, they like, did have... It's a kid's, it's a, little, it's a kid's movie. Yeah, and again, my six-year-old, she liked it. They, they had fun with Batman's utility belt when Fred was wearing it and he wasn't finding anything useful. So that was... <laughs> That was pretty funny. But, you know, mentioned earlier, Batman Brave and the Bold, when they did that crossover with Scooby-Doo, I think because Brave and the Bold was silly already, that it worked to work a lot better than what we're getting and here. Because they did fight that and dress up in the well, they did, yeah. suits themselves. But it works there. But it was sort of like with Batman's guidance and they were still sort of like, oh, look, we're kind of doing what we can, but air and the point was that they weren't really good at it but i think like in the difference with that movie is that was a batman brave and the bold movie featuring or guest starring scooby and the gang where this is scooby and the gang as a movie featuring some dc characters so it's sort of like yeah it switches it i don't know it, yeah it's different it's the that- different the fact that we're not talking about this being a Scooby-Doo and Crypto movie is a big problem because that's what it's supposed to be, but we're not. 
No, nah, like we're we, talking about crypto. Uh, there's a handful of moments where crypto's featured and he does stuff like, you know, he uses heat vision or he'll fly around and do whatever. But I mean, you're right. That's a problem. Like, there's no standout moments with Scooby and crypto being dogs or doing chummy dog things. Like, they should be. I don't know. It just should have been a big emphasis on them doing stuff. And I think, I don't know. I mean, look, I sat down my almost three-year-old to watch this with me. Um, I, he got like 10 minutes in. And that was like, we did get to, it's probably a bit more, but like we did get to the bit where Crypto does show up. And he was like, ah, oh, super dog, you know, like he knows who he is. But then uh, maybe it was a fact like he wasn't talking. He wasn't really an engaged sort of character that it was like, yeah, he trained, he timed out. He was like, he was like, now nah, I want to watch something different. <laughs> Again, <laughs> like not talking, like the, the losing a lot there, like, you know, DC, yeah. super pets, Paw patrol. Like, do you know what I mean? There's so much more to engage a kid. Like when the characters are talking. And that's it. But I think, I mean, obviously, I think it comes back down to look. They've made a Scooby Doo movie, which wouldn't feature okay. It wouldn't feature a talking dog to the extent of like a dog, like you know, like talking doing its thing. It's like that doesn't really happen, except for Scooby doing his like you know, like very limited word count. But other than that, you like you don't have animals, you know, engaging well, you do. in conversation. Hey, stuff you, like that. You're clearly forgetting about Scrappy Doo, Scooby's nephew. Yep, I withdraw all statements. <laughs> Scooby's the one that can't talk fluently. Yeah, Scrappy true. Doo okay. can. So okay, this is so the world of, of talking of talking dogs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my point was going to be that, you know, like, okay, it doesn't fit in their world and they're prioritising this being a Scooby-Doo movie. The hell with that. Like, there's no reason. <laughs> Literally, there's no reason this couldn't have happened. Ah, oh, ridiculous. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, on that, no. if uh, if you're going to rate this movie out of five, ah, let's just make it easy. Um, look, there's some fun little moments. There was points of interest where I was like, "That's humorous. That's clever. I enjoy that." But I think you've said it. Like yeah, overall, a pretty flat kind of movie. Got pretty stupid at the end. Again, kids' film, fine, but like, kids really enjoying this like what well, I, I don't know I, don't, I think i need more examples of children watching this and liking it i'm gonna give this a two out of five two yeah that's um that's fair i'm also going to come in at a two out of five there was some cool visuals you mentioned the gag we've uh i was gonna say daphne we've velma Dropping the glasses and Lois not knowing where she'd gone, not recognizing her. At some point, Clark drops his glasses, doesn't he? He needs to pick them up, and that was fun. Getting Clark yeah. doing the old Velma, oh, was, yeah. Velma gag. I can't feel my glasses. <laughs> I generally did yeah, did like that. Little moment. Little yeah, moment, but before, like your original recording, like the original Scooby Doo, the actress voicing Velma dropped her glasses and that was her actual audio what she was saying and they put it in the episode and oh, all these years that. later they've got clark recreating it which i mean that's that's fun uh but you know what crypto doesn't talk two out of five 
Well, that's it for our review of Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Pet Cemetery, Bloodlines and Totally Killer. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of Five Nights at Freddy. You've been listening to Luke. And you've been listening to Jason. We're the guys from That Film Stew. See you soon.